Brother, do you know 17K from Crossing Broad? Uh, I do not know him, no. Yeah, he's a person. Well, I know who he is. 17K. I don't even know who that is. <laughs> anyway. Ah, yes, what an introduction. Thank you to Mike Missinelli, Howard Eskin, Old Dirty Bastard. It's another episode of the award-winning Always Soccer in Philadelphia program. And the last time he was on the show, I told him that he's got to come on anytime there's a big <laughs> moment in Philadelphia Union history. And this qualifies because the Union are hosting Lionel Messi in Chester on Tuesday night. It's Messi Mania. And the only man, the only man that I can bring on the show to talk about it is it's always soccer in Philadelphia co-founder Dave Zeiland. Welcome back, my man. Thanks. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I think I said I wouldn't come back on the pod unless the greatest player of all time would come to Chester. So yeah. here he is, here I am. Yeah. Or Ray Gaddis scores his first union goal. <laughs> I think I think I come on like once a year. I came on when Ray Gaddis retired. What, what was that, like two years ago? I know you're retired. <laughs> I came on last year with my son after going to the Eastern Conference Final, and now I'm now I'm back. So. Well, all of those are similarly big things, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Gary Gaddis and Messi are yeah, pretty comparable. We <laughs> <laughs> went from Gaddis's retirement to the Union finally made it to MLS Cup to Lionel Messi is now coming to Chester on a, on a Tuesday That's night. I just showed the growth. I just the growth of this game. I mean, like, what were we podcasting about in 2016 and 2017 every week? <laughs> I just, go back and, and look at the shows about the. the I know we should. I, I made a note to go back and listen to the. Um, remember the one that, that you and me and Matt did, where you guys were sitting on my couch for like an hour, writing out the top 25. Um, most Philadelphia yes. Union moments of all time. Yes. Yeah, and we went to like low, and then I paid you guys by buying you tacos afterwards. I think yes. that was. The, I recall that podcast was, it was the only time we put in any uh, any preparation and research. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah, and and like on this one for this one, I have just a couple of text messages to you and like four things written out on my um, the notepad on my phone, and then I threw I gave people like a half hour to get questions and comments, and so that's how much how much preparation I'm doing. Oh, yeah. You had me laughing so you had me laughing so hard with the with the tweet about the the, the form. I can't even I can't even like keep it together. My my um I took the two year old and the four year old. We went to McDonald's right down the street because we just needed to get out of the house. And the two year old had a fucking meltdown, like an epic meltdown, and was like laying face down on the ground at McDonald's. So we had to leave McDonald's. I'm like loopy at this point. I feel like I'm like on shrooms or something, but I don't have anything in me except I'm like at the end of the day yeah. I'm like frazzled but you had me laughing so hard with the four because you had to fill out a form um yeah so what what was on the form what did they ask Uh, the the form is basically like yeah like you put your name down your email your phone and it's like will you be a season ticket holder like next year this will increase your odds on getting tickets And and then if you said no to that it's like will you consider being a season ticket holder next year and someone can call you i think i put yes for that and uh, I don't think anyone called me, and I got shut out of the, <laughs> of the of the general sale anyway. But yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been loopy all weekend, to be honest. Like thinking about where we were covering this team to like Messi being here, it's like it is kind of hard to like comprehend. And just like me putting out that tweet about, you know, you had to have been at that game where. Me- this form should include questions like, have you ever driven to Boyd's, Maryland for a U.S. Open Cup game? And were you at the Union Stoke City friendly 10, 10 years ago when Matt Castle injured Breck? I, I don't know why that came up. I, I, I like, 
I recall that game not being broadcast anywhere. So like we were in the press box and like there was, I don't even think there were like video cameras. So like we were tweeting out that like Breck Shea was hurt. And this is like right after I think he scored the winning goal in the yeah. cup final or something. And like, <laughs> I mean, he was in his height there. We all thought Breck Shea was going to be the next big yeah. thing in, uh, in American uh, soccer overseas, you know, and it uh, unfortunately did not. But the but Boyd's Maryland is like the, is the key. Yeah. I mean, we drove down there multiple times. I remember this is before they didn't have anything live stream in there and you barely got any kind of Wi-Fi in the press box. So we were tweeting like live updates as Carlos Valdez and Peter Novak were sent off. And then I think Brian Carroll and Daniel Woolard exchanged goals for for the, for the, remember that guy, Daniel Woolard, he used to wear the helmet, like Lord. Yeah. Yeah, Carroll scored it too there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it was really fun. Like, you jumped in the fray and, and talked about some things about the uh, Union OG fans. And then I got so many nice like, responses from just random people. I got a photo of fans with Kyle Nakazawa, kids towering over Freddie Adu. People just, like, just, like, <laughs> like reminding me of random games when Freddie Adu was unbelievable. you remember that game when Freddie Adu was unbelievable in the first half? And I got, oh, yeah, the Red Bull game, and then he got, like, sent off or something. Yeah, he got sent off for, like, diving in the box. I I yeah. forgot about some of this stuff, and it's it it doesn't it feel like this really like weird fraternity of like people who like suffered through these games and now it does it does yeah some people didn't understand that we were joking because they're like why, yeah. why are you guys gatekeeping the messy thing I'm gonna no we're not we're just we're not gatekeeping we're just having a laugh like Dr. Uh, Rebecca Rizzo here put a photo with Kyle Nakazawa on yeah. the, uh, looks like they're in a club like in the suites there and then this is from uh, Zach he said did you travel across state lines to meet Freddie Adu at the South <laughs> Philly at the South Philly <laughs> Home Depot for the for the All-Star weekend his, his kids towering his kids towering over Freddie <laughs> <laughs> How many more weeks for Mo Adu to be available uh, Oh yeah, yeah don't worry Matt to George will ask Yeah that was the question Matt to George asked Jim Curtin every week for like two years some um, great tri- there's some great trivia on here actually i don't even know if i know this one john who's a who's a loyal listener he says who were the goal scorers of the six to two victory in the 2011 match at toronto <laughs> you had the justin matt brace you had I, up. I think matt had a brace i think mwanga had a brace nakazawa might have scored i think uh, that was the only goal that kyle nakazawa scored. that's yeah. our third nakazawa yeah. reference already on this podcast you know it's an og uh, an og podcast yeah, it's just, do you think do you think other te- other franchises have this kind of like weird fraternity thing where people it it just seems like with the union like the way they began there weren't too many reporters there in a press box for the first few years there weren't too many fans who were like actively engaged with us on Twitter and then it just seems like the few that are still here we we just have this like bond this like <laughs> this like relationship of like suffering through and like we're all thrilled to see Messi and the World Cup. Like, we know this league is, is going to blow up and become yeah. more mainstream with Apple TV. But it's nice, nice to, like, dip back into that, to that history to, like, remind us where we've been. Yeah, I, I to answer the question, I would say no, because, like, the union came in with, like, nothing, you know? I mean, you didn't really realize it at the time because it was 2010, yeah. and I, it felt like it was so far ago. But they had no spots, or they played the first two games at the link. They had no practice fields. They had no training facility you know so like you look at atlanta the way atlanta came in the way that miami came in and the way that like even like portland came in and no no, i mean the union had so much further to to go you know from one from one side of the spectrum to the other you know and now it's just like funny i'm like scrolling you know i just typed in twitter like miami philadelphia or something and i'm reading the 
the responses from the like the new Miami fans who are just like messy people just follow messy around yeah. whatever. and they're talking about how Philadelphia is going to be the biggest challenge for <laughs> for <laughs> for messy the like, like, I'm, like, I'm very excited to to see this game like like we can get into the game a bit we can get into the ticketing yeah. but the game itself I mean it's it's going to be fun to see Messi against you know Jack Elliott and Jacob Glesnes and, <laughs> and we I mean, can do that first. We can do that now because I got there was a question in the one of the fans had a question like, okay, so besides all the ticket talk and all the Lincoln Financial Field hypotheticals and all that stuff, like you know, how how do you actually play Messi? And um, I, I can say unequivocally that I would play the diamond. Uh, I would not play the three five two because they just get way too spaced out. And the last thing I want to see is like Messi with the ball while Jacob Glessness is trying to haul ass back from the other side of the field. You know. Like, I think you go back to the diamond. I think you play Wagner, Elliot, Glesnes, Baizo, Blake. Um, you can make a case for Harry. You make a case for Harry. Oh, yeah, if you're looking for more defense there. Jose Martinez is Jose Martinez is the key to the game, man. If he doesn't go two feet into Lionel Messi, then what the fuck is he here for? You know? What are the odds he kills Messi and gets a <laughs> – Me injury, a cruciate, yeah. Yeah. Apple TV just like takes Martinez's paycheck for the rest of the season after he destroys Messi's name. <laughs> God, can you imagine? I, yeah, because we joke about it, but right, I mean, like I, nobody's really put a hard challenge. I, I, I've been thinking about that uh, people spending a thousand dollars on a ticket, like, and a Messi like pulls his hamstring in training and doesn't make the trip, like that. <laughs> it's kind of a terrible thought, but like, what what, what happens to those people? They just yeah, they're... there's no equivalent. Like, what is? It? I mean, you yeah. know, like you talk about like the the uh, like the load management in the NBA or something, and you like your eight year old yeah. kid is really really excited to see Embiid, and then he's like has gastroenteritis or something, and he doesn't play, you know, and then you're like, oh, what now? But yeah, I, Messi's been like very like injury. What's the opposite of injury prone? Injury averse. Yeah. You know, over the years. Like I can't remember him having like he long. Injuries. I mean, yeah. He's been watching the games. He's he he's like walking for seventy percent of he the time. He just stands there. He literally just stands there when the ball's he makes perfectly time perfectly time <laughs> runs and he like lulls people to sleep. <laughs> I'm not blaming him. I would walk too. But, um. They should seriously though. I mean, they if you know people ask me strategically what you would do, I would just have Brujo just follow him around. Yeah, uh, so even if he's just standing there, I'd have Brujo just stand there. They don't, the union don't really man mark like the, in the old school sense of man marking where you just have one guy kind of shadow one guy around the field. But Brujo can do that. You know, I'd play Bueno, I'd play Jesus Bueno on the right. He's, yeah. he's been playing it's been great. great. It's been like a revelation in the last, you know, like six to six to ten yeah. games. It's been fun to say he's been great. Torres, that ball to a set of Wagner. That, that was one of my. That, How about the subs, man? That was awesome. Yeah. Subs yeah. pretty good. I like Tor. I mean, I like Torres from the first game. I like the little guy, good dribbler. My son likes him. But the, I guess his playing time has been kind of up and down. But that was a that was a terrific ball. His so, left foot, um, yeah, 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 just kind of turn and like play a blind, yeah. like cross into space, and then bang, bang, one touch, one touch. Yeah, I mean, Chris Donovan was good when he's when he's when he came on. You know, we uh, those, are, those are some funny treats to Dra- the, the Drexel oh, Dragon, the the, yeah. the, the Conestoga Cruyff, yeah. The Colonial Athletic Association Player of the Year is playing the the best player in the world on opposite. (laughs) Yeah, I can't wait until he goes up against Jordi Alba and Busquets and Messi. Who needs three Barcelona players when you have one Conestogan? Yeah, (laughs) 
We had good luck with Drexel players. Ken Trivet. Yeah, yeah. Conestoga is like what, like Berwyn, like the Mal- yeah. Malvern area. Yeah, okay. yeah that's out in Chester County. That's a nice uh, school. I used to cover that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I, so okay, so Bueno, like play Bueno on the right. Of uh, you can play now. Do you play Flock or McGlynn? I think you, uh, you know. Yeah, is guys. I mean, I, I don't even know. Like, I'm not a. I think I think that Jim I think Jim said at the press conference the other night that um that he uh, sorry I kicked a trash can by accident um that uh gosh I would be ready to play okay on yeah. Tuesday now Karan's or uh, I don't know <laughs> what <laughs> I could just google I guess I should google it right now while vamping okay and uh um, ooh, he's down on right yeah so that, uh, yeah yeah cuz I you know it wouldn't it be the most ironic thing if they make it this Far and they're hosting Messi at home, and then they've got and they're missing like both Carranza and Gaj Dog or something. That'd be the shittiest. And then how do you explain that to casuals? You know, I think yeah. I mean, that's kind of what I kind of want to get into that too. The the fans at the game. I mean, what do you, do you have a sense too of the the percentage of Union fans versus just people who want to get a look at like Messi, like maybe Philly soccer fans who have but some money there. I, I don't, you know, and that kind of wraps into let's let's do that discussion first before we do the ticket thing, yeah. um, because, you know, you're talking about hypotheticals like you hear people say, like, well, they should play at the link. And, you know, the argument for that uh, is the, the arguments for that are obvious, right? You have 60,000 fans or 50,000 fans or whatever in there. You make more money. You make the game bigger, um, you know, put them under the, the bright light, so to speak. Um, and, uh, yeah, the front office cashes in. Right. Uh, but, but I, you know, the problem with that, number one is like, you just lose your competitive advantage. I mean, they're, they're damn good at Subaru park. So you're going to compromise that by number one, just moving them to a different stadium. You you got different locker rooms, you got different family area, you're parking in a different spot. You're just like, you're playing on a different surface. You know, the the boards, the, the advertising boards, maybe 10 feet instead of six feet. You know, it's small stuff like that, that adds up and, takes you out of your comfort zone. So I would not, I would, you know, if we're talking about, and, and just so we're being clear here, I have no idea if the link was ever in play. Such a short turnaround, but Matt George said it was, he told me, I think he put it on Twitter that Curtin got some, some like interest from the, uh, from the uh, Eagles right after the game about, oh, okay. Okay. about the possibility. But yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like, why would you give up your home field advantage? Like this tournament, there's a lot to be had by yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's a lot of money on the line. Well, yeah, and look, I, I you know, I, I think the thing is this: it's like if you had, um, if you if you did that, but you could guarantee that you know, X amount of the extra seats available by moving it to Lincoln Financial Field. What's the difference? Sixty-seven thousand minus eighteen thousand five hundred is like uh, almost like a forty thousand seat difference like assuming you could sell out both of them right so how many you can't guarantee that any amount of you know those extra tickets would be union fans or philadelphia union supporters for the night versus just casuals or messy fanboys you know but the the problem is you can't guarantee that at subaru park either because i don't know how many people i don't know how many season tickets got their 50 dollar ticket season ticket holders got their 50 dollar tickets and said i'm going to sell it for 500 you know, I, I don't know. I got no idea what it's going to look like on Tuesday. I would be disappointed yeah. like that. I, mean, I kind of dipped my toes in the ticketing thing a little bit because I, I wanted to go. And, yeah, I mean, it does seem like there is a group of union fans who did try to buy at the season ticket price, which was still high. Yeah. And 
some wanted to sell it to like to um fans they knew were um union fans. I think there are some who probably wanted to make a payday, but still to um give to um union fans. It, it's an interesting dynamic. It's hard to blame someone for like wanting to make a lot of money on this, especially if they want to put it back into the team and for their kid. Well, that's a good um, argument. I mean, if yeah. you make enough, if you make enough money off of this, hypothetically, again, that you can pay a big trans, like pay a transfer fee for a guy. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, or make enough money to pave the parking lots. I don't know. Use the money for yeah. whatever, but again, just yeah. it feels Bush league to be like, we're making a concept. We're making special arrangements for an opponent because of the, the opponents yeah. bringing a certain player here. You know, it's like when they played the first two games at the link um, back in the day, they played them there because they didn't have a stadium, you know, cause PPL wasn't built yet. Um, and, and that was the only reason they've never played a game at the link. The only game that they've played, the only time they've ever moved a game into Lincoln Financial Field, as far as I remember, was the friendly. Where were the friendlies, right? Against Real Madrid. Right. The Farfin. Was that the Farfin goal? The chip? Yeah. yeah, Manchester Manchester United too. Yeah. You know? right, so yeah. that's different. That's a those are friendlies and you're the, that's they don't count. It's about money. Yeah. This is a semifinal with the with the trophy in play and with the Champions League berth on the line. So wouldn't yeah. it be super Bush League to like say, oh, well, now we're going to go leave our fortress in Chester and go. Yeah, I wouldn't have done it. It's a quick turnaround to change to change venues to like maybe next. I heard people say like maybe like next year for the regular season game against Messi. They could do it's that. not a bad idea. Yeah. So. It's not a bad idea. Because I, I don't, again, and people are saying like, well, doesn't this open the the – the game up doesn't don't you get more eyeballs on the maybe the messy people come and they watch the union and they like the union and they're impressed and they become union fans okay but there's no guarantee on that you know what i'm yeah. saying it's like it's like if i pay let me give you an example we had a dog an electric dog fence on the property when we moved up here right then it was shitty and old and needed to be replaced and some guy came over and said i can do a new one for you and it'll be thirteen hundred dollars and your dog will probably get it but there's a chance that he won't right I can't t- I can't pay thirteen hundred dollars unless I'm a hundred percent sure that the thing is going to one hundred percent work and the dog's not going to like electrocute himself, right? So it's the same kind of argument here. If you opened it up to sixty seven thousand people, but you could guarantee that like forty thousand of them are union supporters, then I would say go for it. But I don't know. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, I, you know, I talking about Baxter. Give him a shout out, Baxter. Yeah, Baxter, <laughs> I know, he was such a big part of the show back in the day. Now he just sleeps all the time. Friend of the pod, man. Yeah, yeah. That photo of you like strangling him. I wasn't that big enough. <laughs> you remember that where you were holding the picture of you holding yeah, back? Yeah, holding you were trying to get him to look at the phone and it looked like you were abusing him. That. I love that photo. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, like what you said about the people going who don't care about the union, but they don't like actively dislike the union. They just haven't paid attention and they're basically paying 500 bucks because they like soccer, they like Messi. I'm, I, I would be curious how many of them could be turned, like like if Andre Blake makes a crazy save or uh, or Martinez just makes a makes a, a good play tracking back on Messi, and if they love the atmosphere, if, it, if the Union yeah. win at the end, if they could be turned into Union fans, that that probably wouldn't happen at the link because you don't really have the same kind of atmosphere. I feel like if you're in, in Subaru, you kind of get a sense of what it's all about, and there probably will be a lot of first timers there who. Are willing yeah. to spend that kind of money to to a C Messi, and I mean, yeah, like we're not gatekeepers. Like we want to welcome people in who uh, who want to come in, who, who like soccer, who like Messi, who might be willing to to uh, be a Union fan. Like I would, I'd be curious to see if that could happen. 
I would like to get on. <laughs> I just think that, yeah, I mean, the idea of you and of anybody calling you and me gatekeepers is like oh, hilarious to me because we've, yeah, we've been like, trying to grow this team for <laughs> trying to get anybody to give a shit for like 14 years, 13 years, you know, so calling us gatekeepers. Yeah. Yeah, it's fine. No, we just we just want to ensure that there's a competitive advantage for the union. So I'm looking at the uh, this again. It's a column for Crossing Broad. It's not published yet, but it's almost done. And so I, I wrote out like four arguments for Lincoln Financial Field. Number one, more fans, better environment, bigger environment, right? Number bigger. two, the, the, number two, the union make more money off the game, right? Mm-hmm. Number number three, it makes the game feel larger, right? Like in the city proper, you're in the Eagle Stadium. Like, oh, this this is like big, you know. Um, and number four, it opens the door for casuals to get a taste. And, you know, hypothetically, you can help the union make inroads with the four for four crowd. So this is what I, this is what I wrote at the counterpoint uh, to keeping it at Subaru Park, which is what I personally believe. I would I would have not even considered the link. Uh, number one, the union play really well at Subaru Park. You don't need to mess up with a good. You, know, you don't need to mess with a good thing. Right. I mean, they've played every League's Cup game there already. They're eight yeah. and one and two. They're eight, one and two. They're in regular season play this year. They're 12 and five at Subaru last year. You know, uh, this is number two, bullet point number two. We just talked about this. You add another 40K tickets to the game. You risk the messy fanboys buying them up. So it compromises competitive advantage. Number three, like I said, these guys have never played at the link. Uh, technically, the grant services, I believe, are exactly the same because they used the they installed that uh, Tahoma 31 uh, Bermuda, like mixed grass that they had that, were, that they screwed up in Arizona at the Super Bowl. And the Eagles were like slip and sliding around. But they, the the services are the same. But again, it's like I say, you're like you're, unf- you're not familiar with the locker rooms, like you're not familiar with the dimensions, like the lighting, you know, the, just the the comforts that you're used to. You know, um, number four, short turnaround to get season ticket holders into comparable positions. So like, you know, even if they relocated everybody there and they had three thousand people from the River End, where does the where do the River End people sit at Lincoln Financial Field? You know, yeah. can they see? Does the noise affect them, the opponent, the same way? Um, number six, it's, um, I think it's kind of important and nobody has really suggested this, at least on Twitter, but, um, isn't it a slap in the face to Chester a little yeah. bit like, Oh, finally we have a huge game here and we're taking, you know, we're taking yeah. it, taking it away, you know? So what was the point of building there in the first place? If you're going to move, if you're going to have the flexibility to just not play there, you know, it so. built on broad and Washington, like we said, right? Oh, yeah, that huge, like, empty lot that you and I used to drive by. Yeah, it's, not, it's not empty anymore. They're, they're, they're building up there. What are, they, what are they putting on there? Uh, just, like, one of those huge buildings with condos and supermarkets. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not the Sixers yeah. Arena, right? Nah. <laughs> That's a whole other story for a for Yeah, that. those are all good points. I agree with you on a lot of that. I mean, if they're you – know, the, just speaking from a fan perspective, that's basically what I am now, and I'm trying to – judge it for me and my nine-year-old son like what do i want to spend to a to a go to this game yeah if tickets, if tickets were cheaper at the link you know maybe that would get us there more but at the same time if we're like really high up is that the same experience i mean i don't think so 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 for me you know i, I think i spent 130 on the eastern conference final for good seats and mm-hmm. i understand this is going to be a lot more i was a little surprised how much more it is Speaking from a union fan perspective, I, I know Messi drives it up. I was willing to go up to 200, 250 per seat. That was hard to find for mm-hmm. a while. Um, I think I did. <laughs> I think I did kind of luck out. We can talk talk about that in a second. But I would be interested to hear from like from like union fans, like how they weighed the cost of this. Like people who really care about this team, who have, who have been going to games, everybody's financial situation is 
is obviously yeah is obviously I'm different, but um yeah, like what what do you think? Like what if you're like a union fan, what would you be willing to like spend like as a messy markup? I don't know, man. These are like hard for me because I haven't I haven't been in that mindset for any more than like a year now. You know, like I'm I you know I'm still you're out of sports entirely, right? For the for Penn, right? So I, I can't break out of this media thought. You know, yeah. Process. I mean, it's I mean for, yeah, it's hard for me too. Like I'm I'm basically seeing it through my, the eyes of my nine year old son now who loves the union, <laughs> who who loves Messi, and I'll I tell you to- though, I'm not I'm not getting a. I'm not sitting in the press box because I, I just, I only, first of all, I only go down to like one or two games a year. Last game I went to, I went as a fan. I took my four year old, but I'm not, one of my things that I hated the most when I was doing the Sixers and like when I dabbled in the Eagles and other stuff back in the day, it's like when people wouldn't go to a game all year long and then the playoffs would come around and all of a sudden, like, you know, the TV stations are there or whatever. I, I think the press box should be for people who are like there at every game or have a consistent presence or something. I'm not just going to yeah. be like, Oh, I covered the team years ago. I paid my dues. Like, let me back in the press box for Met for Messi. You know. Yeah. No, that's that's gonna be hard. That's gonna be hard to manage. And I hope everyone who's been covering the team will be able to get a seat in the press box. I can't here's imagine. The, here's I'm the thing. Getting. Well, yeah. the, do you remember the you remember the All Star game from 2012? What they did for the auxiliary, yeah, the outdoor auxiliary press yeah. box. Which I imagine they're not gonna want to do for this because that takes away seats. takes away from seats. Yeah. yeah. So they're probably just yeah. gonna have to turn people away. But but yeah. I don't. Um, I mean, to answer your question, you get a twofer here, though. I mean, you get to see the Union in the semifinal. Yeah, exactly. But you get to see Messi also. Yeah, no. So, Which is why I, I was willing to to pay a lot. It, it has been interesting, like you said, because I come from a, a journalism background. I've been in the press box. I was covering this team for, for over a, a decade. I'm trying to transition more into being a fan yeah. with my son. So, um, yeah, I mean, I kind of tested the waters. I, I was like everyone else. I'm not a – season ticket holder i tried to get into the general ticket sale i I was in that line for like five minutes the green guy did the the dude move at all because he didn't move at all for me the green guy didn't move at all for me but my neighbor came over and did on his phone and the green guy did move and got all the way to the end but by the time he got in it was all (laughs) sold out so (laughs) it is fun to see this but um i did i i do think i don't want to say it's for sure but i do think someone in in the in the uh, river end uh was able to buy two extra Seat, seats at a season ticket holder price, which is still yeah. pretty high for this game, but it was a lot more reasonable. It's like in, in well, a, let me let me so let I me explain that real. Let me explain that real quick because yeah, yeah, I just yeah. to make sure people like could get it because I saw a lot of stuff on Twitter that seemed to be yeah. wrong. At least the way that it was explained to me by fans and via like my one contact down there is that it, the season ticket holders had a choice whether they wanted to opt in or opt out of the yeah. league stuff. So if you were on the opt in list. When the messy tickets came up, you got them at the price you've been paying this entire yeah. time, like fifty dollars or forty dollars. <laughs> yeah, those guys made up. Right. So, and then f- there was a second layer for the season ticket holders who opted right. out. Mm. They were given a two-hour window Saturday at noon to get in early access, um, and they got thirty percent off of the oh, gotcha. market value, which was still a shit ton of money. Yeah. So, right. so like river end seats, I think just based on what I was told is around like 200, a little bit more than 200. Right. Right. So they actually did get a discount on the general public stuff, but it was still yeah. Yeah, compared to what it would have been if they had opted in, it looked astronomical. Yeah. And then there was the third group of like people who were just shit out of luck, general public, just trying to get tickets, yeah. which were, which were not even shit out of luck for even like partial season ticket holders. I have a friend who's a partial season ticket holder yeah. and 
he wasn't given any kind of option at the pre-sale. So, but but here's the thing, right? Like if if we if I did I went in to try to do it with no inclination of with no intention of buying tickets because I wasn't interested in going. I just wanted to get in the queue and see what it looked like and take a few screen grabs for social media. But if the general public went on sale, but there was like barely anything available, or they sold out in like two seconds, doesn't that suggest that the season ticket holders gobbled up most of it, mostly everything? I would hope so. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know for sure, but yeah, I mean, I have a feeling it's going to be a pretty pro union crowd and there are going to be definitely like messy people there, but I, I don't see them as being like, like huge Miami people dressed in pink. Like, you know, no, what is your gut? What does your gut tell you about that? What do you think the split is? Uh, 75, 25, maybe union yeah. to messy people. Yeah. That's my gut. What do you think? I think it's 60-40 union to messy, but I think the union, the pockets of union fans are going to be like loud. And yeah. and the messy fans might not be loud for like random like Miami counterattacks that like Messi's not like involved in. Like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just put it this way. It's like they're not going to, I don't think it's going to be the Sons of Ben and the, like the, and 134, like the corner creeps corner versus 134. I don't think there's going to be a lot of like yelling back and forth across the, the gap, you know what I mean? I think it's going to be a pretty tame, like front runner, messy crowd, but do, you know what I think it's going to be like, do you, do you remember, um, you remember the 2014 U S open cup final against Seattle? Of course. Yeah. Great. Yeah. It was, great but you remember like that stadium wasn't full. They didn't sell that out, oh, wow. but there That's was like, cool. there was like 14,000 people there, but they were really damn loud. Yeah. It was a great atmosphere. That, yeah. was, the, that was the Vince Nogueira post. Yeah. When you hit it off the post, <laughs> That's what I think, cause I think that the, you only need, you know, like, 12 to 14,000 union fans in there to, for it to get like pretty round. Yeah. So even yeah. if the rest is filled with messy fans, like I think you got enough to make a difference, you know, yeah. I'm looking at the, I'm looking at the, the, the ticket prices right now. Sorry. I'll let you finish your point. I just want to make sure I, t- I explained. Well, yeah. We can get into the ticket prices. Yeah. And like I said, there are some union fans who got tickets um, and they, some probably want to get a little bit of a payday by giving it to um, union fans. I know, Union fans who have tickets and put it up on SeatGeek or StubHub, that's frowned upon, which I understand. And then there's some some union fans who got extra tickets and are selling them at basically what they paid for. And that's where I think I lucked out. So I'd like to give a shout out to um, Tim um, Lovingooth. Did I say his name? I think that's how you say it. Yeah, yeah, Tim's the OG union guy. He's an OG union guy. I've been talking to him forever on Twitter. He, He writes about the team. He blogs about the team. I asked if it, if it was okay to uh, give him a shout out, and he, he said it was. And he's basically going to sell me two River End tickets he got for basically exactly the price he got them at. Like I said, it's still high, but it's a, a lot more reasonable than any other option I have. I was about to say, I tell my son that we couldn't go. We were going to have a party here at, at our house, watch with his friends. But he reached out to me today, and I'm very grateful. My, my nine-year-old just got back from camp. He's super excited, loves Union, loves the Messi, uh, loves Messi. He's, he's never sat in the, uh, in the, um, with the Asunsa pen before in the uh, river end. So that'll be a fun experience. Uh, I might have to put him on my shoulders or stand on the seat. Uh, I told <laughs> him, him that, man, that's pretty sick. I, that's, that's a, that's a hell of an opportunity. And like, I did hear, I did hear from people who said, cause here was the discrepancy. It's like, I, People were complaining about the opt-in, opt-out thing, but even the people who opted in were like, you know, if you had two season tickets and you got your two messy tickets for $50, right? Uh, if you wanted to bring two more people with you, if you wanted, to, if you usually go with your brother, but you wanted to bring like your dad and your uncle, 
in order to get two more tickets for them, then you got then you got to pay like three hundred dollars each, right? So right. it was prohibitive to people to season ticket opted opted in season ticket people who wanted to expand their group. You know, now if if this is the case where like with with you and Tim, like he got the extra tickets yeah. at you know at the general public minus thirty percent, and ended up going to you, another union supporter, yeah, and your son, yeah. Then that then that's yeah. I mean, then maybe it'll be more. Yeah, maybe, no. the ratio, maybe the skew will be different than, than I seemed, think. It seems like a lot of union fans tried to do that. So, I mean, that's what I hope. Uh, to any uh, union fans out there, I'm going to be new to the uh, River End. So I told my son to prepare for a lot of cursing. <laughs> I think he knows, I think he knows some of the chants. He knows like, like no one likes us. We don't care. He's, he's a fan of that one. Yeah. Is he going to do, is he going to do you suck assholes? <laughs> I told him we have to say like Messi sucks. He's like, what? Seriously? I'm like, That's, those, are, like, those are the rules. When you say something, by fire, kid. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> but uh, uh, he's he's ready to go. Uh, we're very excited. Thank you, Tim. Again, uh, if you're in the River End and you happen to see a former journalist, you might recognize in a four foot <laughs> kid trying to steal for everybody. Come say come say hi. Uh, be nice to him. He's a He's a big union fan. That's funny, man, because I remember I remember when you told me that your your wife was pregnant, that we were like on the road to uh Red Bull uh arena or something like that. For, <laughs> oh, for like a twenty for like a twenty thirteen game or or whatever. I can't believe that was ten years ago. Yeah. So I'm looking at um I'm looking at SeatGeek right now and standing room only resale is three hundred forty dollars. That's right. actually that's lower than it's been, I think, too. Right? <laughs> yeah, it, originally it started out as like four hundred or something, and it says "amazing deal" next to it. An amazing deal. <laughs> and isn't that so funny, dude? It's amazing. Deal. Yeah, let's let's not editorialize here, Sea Geek. I'm just like, <laughs> like, what's what's amazing and what's not? You know what I mean? I just um, can't. Bring, I I can't bring myself to spend more than three times the Eastern Conference Final game, which was an amazing game. We had good seats for like a hundred bucks. And, I understand, like I get it, but it's just, it's just hard to figure out the, the the whole like messy premium. By the way, I would not like you know I'm never going to tell any fan what they should and shouldn't do with their money. Like, would I prefer the place to be full of union fans? Of course, but you know if you had to if you got an increase in your season ticket prices and you can yeah. you know, sell two tickets and make you know eight hundred dollars off of it and wipe out that difference and or I don't know. Put the money in your bank account or your kid's college or something. You know, I'm not gonna. No, of course. And you also, yeah, and you could also do that like without going through the, uh, yeah, like the other markets. Like just give to like um, union fans who are willing to pay. Like the ticket exchange on the, on the yeah. Yeah, like yeah. that's probably happening like a lot too. Like there are casual union fans who who might have more more money than others who who are, who are willing to spend. You know, yeah. Ticket. So yeah. I'm hopeful it's a it's a pretty good union crowd. Okay, well I'm gonna I'm gonna rely on you to tell me because I'm gonna be watching at home on, <laughs> on the couch and uh, yeah. I don't know man because people are always asking me like oh are you going to Eagles are oh, you going to this you go I'm like nah I'm kind of just on like sit in my ass mode and like raise my kids you know probably because I went to like 200 some games with the credential over the years and I I just like I don't know I enjoy just kind of <laughs> watching them on TV now. Yeah, maybe I get back into it soon. Yeah, maybe when the kids are older, like I go from team to team and do something like like float around like a columnist. Maybe you know I wouldn't be bad. You know, I like go to the Flyers one week and then go to the Sixers the next week and you know do like the seal ski routine or something. You know. Um, all right, let's take some questions here and then we'll wrap it up. Um, 
Jimmy Jimmy King says, uh, "How much at all? Uh, how much, if at all, does this game help the union grow? And does that only happen if they win?" Yeah, that 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 yeah. kind of touches on what we said before. The the only like there's still like you probably talk to those people the like you call them the four for four crowd. I call them just like just like random other parents like. there's still people that'd be like yeah like Messi's too good for mls which you know fine is probably true he's he's like too good for any league he's the best player in the (laughs) world (laughs) but there are people that would say it's a retirement league it's not gonna it's not gonna matter like like once he retires in three years or or leaves in three years but i mean i like to think that we could break through to some of those people still if um if more players follow Messi, if the union can like beat Messi, I I do think that would be a a, a pretty cool thing. We could leverage that. Yeah, remember the time yeah. the union beat Messi? Yeah, I, yeah. I mean yeah, that would register with casuals. I mean, yeah. like that that would help make some inroads um with with some people. I mean, if if that doesn't do it, then I don't know what will. You know, yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, you know, what what better way to say? Well, the union just took out Messi, right? Okay, you know, if you're not a believer now, then you're never going to be a believer you know i do worry if they lose like do do they do you get this like reputation of being like a semi-final ceiling team you know and like i go back to the same thing i was complaining about in april when they bombed out to lafc in the second leg and like oh is that their the, the cap you know can they go any higher than the semi-fire are they ever going to win that second trophy you know yeah. um, but that's not that wasn't jimmy's question that's not like what casuals are thinking uh pat and he says how much pressure is on ua and do you think he feel and they, do you think he feels it yeah, well, they signed a new they signed a, a new guy to uh, to come in. So yeah, what's his deal, man? Is he even going to play in this tournament? They could really use him know. if Carranza is not a hundred, you know, percent. It, it's honestly, it's an Ura game because um, Miami's defense is not that great. I mean, like I'm faster than Sergey Krivsov at this point, and um, honestly, like you're probably going to want to pack it in and be be compact and, you know, deny space to Messi and get out and play direct and do what you do and play, play long balls and, you know, look up and just hit, hit him into the channels. And I mean, it's, it's a game that he tactically hypothetically should be very good for. Um, So I worry about, I worry about him not really being in form. I mean, he just like, he just looks slow and he looks unathletic at times. I mean, he got shouldered off the ball the other night. I was just like, man, you know, like you gotta go in with a little more oomph than that, you know, but, uh, you know, otherwise it's uh, who we turn into, like Quinn Sullivan and, and Chris Donovan again. So Chris, Chris Donovan looked really good when he came in. Like not he only did. the goal, just like some some plays he made down the line, just just really like aggressive and on the ball. I didn't think you know we gave we criticized him a lot on the show earlier in the year, but like the, the we have the Ray Gaddis rule on the show where you say something negative about somebody got to say something positive about him. He came in and he worked his ass off and he had a couple runs like up the left flank where he was just doing what he could to hold the ball, kind of going one one on three, waiting for some people to get forward and, you know, right place, right time, good finish on the goal. You know, I mean, you keep at it and maybe, maybe it clicks for him, you know. Um, yeah. Good for him, man. He did, he deserved that because he worked his butt off when he came in. All the subs were good. Harry was good. Torres was good. Yeah. Flock was good when he came in. Um John had a similar question. Uh, here's another Ua question. Uh, Jim says, do they even have a chance of beating Miami given the state of the offense right now? Um, of course. I don't know. Is it naive? To, like, am I crazy to think that, like, it's going to be like a like a 1-1 or a one nothing? Like, surely there's going to be a bunch of goals, right? I think, I think the Union can easily, easily win this game. I mean, it's crazy to think Miami is this, like, huge favorite. I understand they signed three great players, but 
Union at home, and they have they have a damn good team, so it'll be fun. Um, there's some other random ones here. Uh, Dan says, "Can we get an Elliot Shore Parks bashing segment?" I, I would ask a real question here, like honest question to the listeners: Should I get Elliot on the show? Would you like to hear from ESP? Because ESP is a union supporter. Sure. He's a soccer player. He played in high school, and he was at the uh, Elliot was at the media game. Um, a couple months ago, or last year, whenever the hell that was, or whatever. Are we shunning ESP, or are we going to uh, extend an invite to him? Uh, DM me, and we'll uh, tally it up, and we'll decide uh, if we want to do that or not. I mean, are we going to gatekeep, or are we going to let uh, ESP on the show? Oh, let's uh, we'll we'll take your comments on that at two one five five nine two nine four nine four. Um. Are they going to talk about this game on the radio, do you think? Like Tuesday, drive time, talk radio, that's your thing. Are they going to Are they gonna talk about like Messi, do you think? Or? Talk about it on the Fanatic because the Fanatic's got the radio rights. WIP, they'll talk about it, but they'll just pretend like they don't know anything. They'll be like, you know, who does Messi play for again? You know, <laughs> What's uh, the biggest thing in Philly next week? Is it Messi? Is it the Eagles preseason game? Or, or is it uh, Bruce, your favorite artist? Citizens, citizens, or see the linker. I don't know, but Lionel Richie is playing at the Wells Fargo Center the same way, the same night oh, wow. that Lionel Messi oh, right. uh, is playing in Chester. So, uh, no, the Eagles preseason by far, man. It's hurts, hurts season all the time. Burn, What a week. I have to say, I'm very proud of myself and Kyle Pagan because we've done like jack shit about the Eagles over the last month, like ever since training wow. camp started we've we've purposely tried to avoid it because we know we're in for a uh you would never make it in talk radio in Philly if that's right. no no i i those guys and those guys tell me straight up here's a little piece of inside information all the regulars of both of the stations are like man i could like i just i'm burned out on the eagles that's what they tell me all the time <laughs> you gotta play the hits man i mean uh, greatest soccer player of all time is coming to so messi's uh messi's coming right who does he play for <laughs> who does he he plays for yeah, yeah. Orlando, Argentina, oh. right? Yeah, World <laughs> Cup. Was it the World Cup? Yeah. Anyway, let's get it back to Trey Turner. Did the standing ovation save the season? We're going to get to your phone calls coming up next. But first, here's Merrill Reese with Bradford White Water Heaters. <laughs> like I got a love hate relationship with with sports radio because all those guys are cool and like you know we've. I feel like we made this like analogy like six years ago, like. Like, what if the greatest soccer player of all time is in Philly? Like, would they give it any coverage at all? And now it's, like, yeah, actually yeah. happening. He's they'll not spend, on media. Like, they'll they'll spend two minutes on Messi and, like, downplay it and act like they don't know anything about it. And then they'll be like, meantime, uh, Taiwan Walker, is he a pussy for getting arrested? Should his arm not be sore at this point in the season? We'll talk about that, you know. And, uh, you know, what's your level of concern with Marcus Mariota right now? <laughs> You know, he had some good plays with his feet, but couldn't hit the broad side of a barn against the Ravens the other night. You know, it's like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I'm not saying, like, my, my thing with all that is, like, like, we've done a version of that podcast, like, every three or four years. Like, Aton Shander came on the one time, and I'm like, I'm like, they don't even talk about the Flyers on the radio. So, like, yeah. we shouldn't be naive to think that they're going to talk about the union. But I do, I do, when they do mention it, they don't hate it. They don't, like. Yeah, you know, I don't expect Joe. I don't expect Joe DeCameron to break down the diamond, but he's also not like just outright shitting on the sport, you know. Which is an improvement from like ten years ago when it is Tom, progress. Thomas were actually shitting on soccer, like it's a terrible sport. 
maybe all of our work is starting to pay off, Dave. All the, it's all, all the hours that we put in. Is yeah. it our work or is it uh, Messi's work? I think it's equal, the work of the Philadelphia Union franchise and Jim Curry. Equal parts crossing broad and messy. Ernst Tanner. Shout out to everybody who was there when Rice and Bully got chipped uh, against uh, yeah. <laughs> Chicago. And thing, like this league, like people think like just like Messi is going to transform it. But this league has put in the, the like groundwork to really make this thing work with the infrastructure. Now with the Apple deal, with the soccer stadiums, with the youth structure. Like, like we know that because we've been covering this thing. For, for a long time, but the casual fans yeah. coming in, like wondering if what's going to happen, like with this league, like we know they've been building towards this moment. So. I would also, here's the other thing I would do. I wanted to make this point before we wrap it up. I would have Brujo follow Lionel Messi around. If Gajdog is back, I would have Gajdog just stand on Sergio Busquets' uh, left shoulder. Okay. The entire game. It was as much as I don't want Messi touching the ball. I don't want Busquets to have it any time and space either. You know, Jim has said this. Jim said this on this podcast like two years ago. He said, you know, the one thing that we do is we try to have them play the ball through their weakest player. You know, so let Arroyo get on the ball. Let Krivsov get on the ball. Make Kamal Miller come forward. You know, um, these teams are trying to play these open games with Messi and just flying up and down the field. And Dallas scored four on them, but they also conceded four. You know, so I do think the union are like, like at least on paper, built to kind of do what you need to do tactically against them. You know, so they're gonna win. I'm predicting a win right here. Give me a score prediction. <laughs> uh, I'll say three, two, union. Actually, it's 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 probably gonna be a, a shootout. Let's be honest. Every Every freaking Union game is a shootout. I think it's a two-two or a one-one with penalty kicks again. I think we go to PKs again. I just there, there was that one day where I watched a shootout in the morning, a shootout in the afternoon, and a shootout at night. I'm like, what am I doing? It was the U.S. U.S. Women's National Team lost in the shootout, and I watched the the Arsenal Man City had a shootout in the afternoon. And yeah. then yeah, Union won a shootout at night. I'm like, I, I can't handle this. Oh, God. Yeah, somebody asked me, they're like, you got to get into the Megan Rapino and Alexi Lawless thing on the podcast at all? And I was like, eh, I don't think so. Rather, um, I don't think I'd touch that one with like a 40-foot pole, you know? I would need like a whole hour to just uh, – <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd rather give myself a lobotomy than talk about, about that thing. But, uh, yeah, it's always soccer in Philadelphia. It's not always national team – political dis- disputes right so union versus Messi tuesday night should be a barn burner i'm excited i'm looking forward to it i'm at peace you know with whatever the ticket situation is going to be i'm happy that you guys are going to be down there enjoy yeah. it tell I'll Noah i said hi i'll take some pictures i'll tell i'm messy you say hi if i see him i'm curious about the like mix zone situation like is matt to george going to get anywhere near Messi in the, in the post game or is that like I have a picture on my phone of Tannenwald interviewing Zlatan when he was here. So he talked outside the locker room. Were you there for that? Uh, no, no, that was after my yeah. my time. Yeah, he talked, he talked outside the Galaxy's locker room when he John's was not there. there. John's not back from New Zealand or uh, Australia. Yeah. Did you yeah. feel bad, Tannenwald's across the world when the greatest. I mean, he's doing. He's there. doing what he'd rather be doing anyway. So I'm sure the Inquirer will send like an intern or something. So. They, um, you would hope they would. You would hope they'd have like a like a columnist there, but uh, we should get we should get Gelston down. You think Gelston's going? 
<laughs> I was gonna text him and ask if he needed any any backup coverage. I said, Dan Gelson. Gelson, Dan Gelson from the Associated Press, by the way, is yeah. what we're talking about. Like notorious yeah. soccer hater, like just absolutely hated soccer. Yeah. Now, now he's, we're come like, he's come around a little bit, and uh, he's yeah, he's he's written union articles like semi recently, and he was there for the he was there for the All Star game uh, eleven yeah. years ago. <laughs> so, so well, you know, just a decade between appearances, you know. <laughs> I'll get sure um, yeah, I mean, I know the the bigger, like, uh, sports writers in the city will come and hopefully there's space. But I, I hope there's room for the people who have been blogging, like, the Philly soccer page and the brotherly game. That goes back to what we touched on in the beginning. Like, these guys... Yeah. These guys are basically fans. They're writers. They care about the growth of sport. Like, like no one's making any money, any any real money, like writing about this game. That they just love it and they care about it. And they, yeah. I'm, happy, I'm honestly happy for them. I'm I'm, ha- I'm happy for a lot of the writers. I'm I'm happy for the uh, union. I'm happy for the fans, the longtime season ticket holders. Like this is like a, a cool thing. It's Feel not like- about gatekeeping anyway. It's about just you know giving credit where it's due or like rewarding people for. I don't know, putting in the time and, you know, if you, if you sat in the press box for, 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 you know, five years of Dick, then like, yeah, you should have a higher (laughs) priority on the, on the, you know, the figurative list here or something. I don't think that's gatekeeping. I just think that's like, Hey, these guys have been showing up. These fans have been showing up. These writers have been showing up. So give them the right of first refusal. You know, I, I think that's all anybody's asking here. I don't think it's, Got anything to do with choosing who can't and, and can't go? We're not. We're not saying people should be. We're telling you who should be included, <laughs> not telling you who should be excluded. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that's the difference. Yeah. Almost, I'm looking forward to it, man. Well, uh, Dave Friedman, everybody. Yes, Great man. to have you back on, man. My my co-host, the co-founder of the show. Thank thank you for having me. Go yeah. Union. I guess I could say that now in my non-journalistic role, and uh, mm-hmm. looking forward to being in the in the uh, River End for the yeah. For the first okay, time. So, so the next bit, we'll get you back on then for the next big thing, like when Kevin Durant calls Green or Griezmann or something in the union sign. Emerson. All right. Yeah. So, all right. I'll be there.